love you, Jesus. Continue worshiping the Lord. We proclaim His goodness. Lord, you're good. Your mercy endures forever. Jesus, we worship you. Jesus, we exalt you. Lord, we lift you up. We proclaim your goodness. You're always good. You are only good. You're the giver of good and perfect gifts. Your goodness is from everlasting to everlasting. There is no end. You're so good. Jesus. We love you. We look to you. Our eyes are upon you. You've captured our hearts. You ca- you've captured our imagination. Precious Jesus. Glorious King Jesus. Awesome God. Thank you for your presence here. Lord, you're here. You promise. You inhabit the praises of your people. We welcome you, Lord. We welcome you in our midst. We're in your presence. And Father, we thank you. You touch our hearts. And you change our lives. Father, you even touch our physical bodies. You bring healing to our bodies. Because you're good. You're our healer. You're the one who sets us free. We're free from disease. Free from all kinds of sickness. We're free from fear. We're free from doubt. We're free from sin. We're free from everything that would bind us. You have set us free because you're good. You're so good. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. We love you so much. Have your way in this place. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Tell somebody next to you how much you love them. You're loved. And we welcome all of you again. God bless you. Thanks for coming today. You're in the right place. God has good things for you. Amen. It's good to come with an expectation. We don't come here just out of 
tradition. You have to be careful of traditions. Because if your life is only built on tradition, then it'll lose its meaning and it'll lose its power. We come here on purpose. We gather with an expectation. We believe that Jesus is here with us. And because of that, something good is going to happen. Amen. Amen. If God's here, and if you're here, are you here? Okay, just making sure you're here. So you're here and God's here. So that's a that's a good combination. Something good is going to happen. Something good is already happening. Amen. As we open our heart to the Lord, He goes to work on the inside. And that is a good thing. He changes us from the inside out. Amen. Amen. Well, again, we're so glad you're here. If there's anybody here for the first time, we, we welcome you again. And I'll introduce myself and my wife. My name is Mike and this is my wife Jyoti. And we're going to be sharing the word of God with you right now. And the Lord is going to speak to your heart. Amen. Amen. We've been talking about walking in the light. And when you walk in the light of the Lord's presence. That is a place of safety. So today we're going to focus a bit on this. The Lord's provision for protection in your life. In case you didn't know, you need God's protection. Protection. We need his protection more than we realize. And, and because he is God, he is able. And he is willing to watch over you. He will protect you. He will keep you safe. He will keep you away from harm. This world is a dangerous place. Right? Life is fragile. But if you have God's presence in your life, 
मा परमेश्वर को उपस्थिति then you can rest assured because God is going to take Chapter 116. And we'll start reading in verse 8. One sixteen verse nine. So listen to this declaration. A declaration of protection. A declaration of victory. God delivered my soul from death. He delivered my eyes from tears. He delivered my feet from falling. That kind of protection is found in his presence. Look at the next verse. Verse 9 says, I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. There's another translation. It says, I will live my life before him in his life-giving light. That's where protection is found. In his life-giving light. We call that the land of the living. When his light is shining on your life, that's where we need to live. That's where we need to walk. Walking in the light. And when you do that, then you find God's continual deliverance in your life. He will deliver you continually. He'll keep you from falling continually. Amen. Amen. Let's, let's just thank God for his word. Anybody bring a Bible? Let me see your Bibles. If you got a Bible. Some of y'all got Bibles on your phones. That's good too. But let, let's thank God for his word. It's not just some book. It's the word of God. Amen.
Father, we look to you. And we look to the truth of your word. We ask you to teach us today. Father, teach by your spirit. Thank you that your word enters our hearts. Your word brings revelation to our minds. And our lives are changed. Father, we pray for India. We pray for the state of Sikkim. The city of Gangtok. And every other place represented in this room. We proclaim that India shall be saved. India is coming to Jesus. Every city, state, every village. This nation will be filled with your glory. Father, we believe that. And we thank you for it. In the name of Jesus. Amen. The safest place in the world. Is in the presence of Jesus. And as long as you're in His will, you are in a safe place. There's been people who have been in the middle of a war zone. And we all find ourselves sometimes in dangerous situations. But if you're walking in the light of Jesus, that's the safest place in the world. As long as He's in your boat and or you're in his boat. It doesn't matter what kind of storm blows through our lives. He'll keep us safe. Sometimes danger comes. There's different calamities that strike the, the world. And we can't explain all of those things perfectly. But regardless of what happens, if you're living your life in the presence of Jesus, in the, in the middle of the light of his love, if he is shining on you, that is the safest place on earth. And because this life is so dangerous sometimes you need to know that he's with you and you need to have confidence that you're going to be protected the Lord has given us so many promises in his word about his protection for us and I'm going to put a bunch of them on the screen. 
If you want to, you can note them down. You can look them up later. These are just a few. We have all these promises. God's protection. God's deliverance. He won't let anything harm us. When we feed our faith on His word, then we'll believe this for our lives too. Amen. Amen. Because this is true. The, the most important thing for you to do is live in him. Because you're safe in him. When you live your life in him, then you can enjoy what he's provided for you. So what does that mean? Living in him. It just means that Jesus is your target. That, that he's your devotion. When Jesus is the one that you're living for, then that means you're living in Him. It means that you're seeking His will for your life. That's what it means to live in Him. And again, when you are in Him, that is a place of safety. This is important for you. This is important for your family. For everything that you hold dear in this life. When you choose to live in Him, that choice brings peace and it brings safety to your life. And this is what God wants for us. He wants you to have peace. He wants you to have safety. We're going to look at some instructions. The Bible is full of instructions. And when you follow the instructions, that keeps you safe too. Living in Him, that also means living in His Word. And a lot of times we get in trouble just because we we didn't follow instruction. That's when life gets dangerous. You know, if you're, if you're wiring some kind of electrical thing, those wires could be dangerous. But if you follow instruction, you'll be okay. But if you start connecting wires, right, you, 
It could happen. It's dangerous when we don't follow instructions. So I know from personal experience. So God gives us instructions in His Word. How to live. How to walk. How to be. And when we live accordingly. Safety. So Romans chapter 13. We'll start reading in verse 11. It starts by saying, do this. Do this. Everybody look at your neighbor. And tell them, do this. Come on, do it. <laughs> this is what we have to do. Knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep for now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. So we're talking about time. And because of the time, there is a sense of urgency. At least there should be in our lives. We need to do certain things because of what time it is. Can you understand this in your daily lives? Nobody understands this better than my wife. If anybody knows what time it is, she knows what time it is. And when it's time to do something, you got to get it done. Right? Our activity depends on what time it is. Right? What time is it? Of course, we're talking spiritually. Somebody's already thinking it's lunchtime. No, not yet. It's not lunchtime yet. Right? But what, what happens when it's lunchtime? Then what happens? That's time to eat. Right, the, the time determines the activity. Time to get up. Kids, go brush your teeth. Get ready for school. Time to go. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Right, because of the time. What time is it? What's it say here? It's time to wake up. It's high time to awake out of sleep. To live spiritually alert and aware. That's what time it is. We believe Jesus is coming. We still believe Jesus is coming. We believe we're living in the end time. We keep saying that. And we're closer to the end this year than we were last year. 
It doesn't matter how you look at it. These are your last days. You are living in your end times. It's true for you personally. But we believe it's true for the whole world. Okay, Jesus is coming. These are your last days. Salvation is near that's the return of Jesus it's nearer than when you first believed maybe you can remember when you first believed oh I remember that day I look back on that day when I first believed my heart first opened and I put my faith in Jesus that was a glorious day I'm trying to remember how many years it's been now 22 years I think that's when I first believed but from that moment till now we've moved closer to the end and that's what it says in this verse your last breath your final moment that time is coming and how you finish your life that depends on what you do with the time God's given you in this life look at the next verse verse 12 says the night is far spent the day is at hand therefore let us cast off the works of darkness cast off the deeds of darkness another translation it talks about removing dark deeds like dirty clothes see that's what time it is it goes on and let us put on the armor of light the armor of light it's the shining armor of right living we're not wearing the dirty clothes of darkness anymore we've put off the dark deeds and we're clothed with light now. No, notice that phrase. The armor of light. That, that just sounds cool to me. I mean, think about that. Imagine that. The armor of light. I mean, we understand armor. Right? A shield. 
shield, helmet, breastplate. We understand armor. And we understand light. But light, you know, light isn't hard. <laughs> so how does light become armor for us? How would light act as armor. Well, when it's on you, when you're clothed with Jesus, again, you're in him. His light is shining in you. His light is upon you. When you're wearing the light, when you're surrounded by the light, light cannot be penetrated by darkness. You understand? Light is impenetrable. Darkness is powerless against light. And so it becomes armor for us. You can't ask for better protection than that. Okay, there's a dark world around us. There's people with darkened hearts and darkened minds. People do dark deeds. Listen, we're not afraid of the dark. As long as the light is on in your life, you, you have armor against the darkness. It's the armor of light. Now, this verse says that we must cast off the works of darkness. If you try to cast off darkness, but you don't put on light, it's not going to work. You can't cast off darkness in the darkness. Right? If you're in the dark, you can't get rid of the dark. There's only one solution to this. And that is that you turn on the light. You can only cast off darkness by putting on light. And so this is where we seek to live our lives. In the light. Walking in the light. Putting on the armor of light. Darkness can't touch you then. The next verse. Verse 13. Says, let us walk properly as in the day. Not, I'll just read the whole thing. Not in revelry and drunkenness, not in lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy. Now let's be more clear about what's mentioned here. There, there's a list 
of how not to walk, how not to live. And basically there's three categories here. The first category it's called revelry and drunkenness. Revelry and drunkenness. And it, it describes obnoxious behavior. It, it really does describe a worldly party kind of lifestyle. You know, the world hasn't changed much. I mean, maybe you had to drink more back then to get drunk, but they could get drunk if they drank enough. You know, people still get drunk. And then certain behaviors begin to manifest. And when you look this up, you know, there was kind of a festival that people used to celebrate back then, back in the Bible day. So it, it's night time. You, you, get, you get nice and drunk and then you light some torches and you go marching through the streets singing songs being obnoxious this kind of riotous behavior that's what is being described here this is how not to walk. This kind of life won't help anyone. You know, sometimes there's this desire to kind of have a party type life. You know, but, but nobody ever regrets, oh, I wish I would have partied more in my life. You know, when you, when you mature, you're not looking back thinking, oh man, I just wish I would have went to more parties. You know, life wasn't a party for <laughs> me. No, nobody regrets missing the party. Not when you know better. But many people have regretted that last party. That last party could have been the worst night of your life. Right? Bad things happen. People get hurt. You know, when I was reading this, it's like, man, it kind of sounds like a puja or something. Right, what do they do with the puja, man? They get nice and drunk. And not always, but many times. It ends up in some kind of fight, some Ani kind of argument, some kind of confrontation. Look, this is how not to walk. So that's the first category. 
The second category. Ani dosro category chhe. It says lewdness and lust. Ani ya banda sa mat wali kire vevichar ma ra na bhrasta char ma. And it describes any kind of sexual immorality. Ani tesne se kunei pani prakar ko yon sambandhi samasya la patamcha. Again, that Ani, kind of life isn't going to help anybody. Ani feri pani esto khalke jivan le kasai la sahayta puryaundaina. It's a trap. Ani tyo chhe yota paso ho. Whether you're a young man, an old man, or a woman, it's a trap. मोजमजाजी worldly activity ani moj majara matwali pancha sabai le dekhinchha tyesi dekhine khalko kura ho right then you got this lewdness and lust ani tara yo vevichar pan ra bhrashtachar cha feri arko and that that's usually more secretive more hidden ani yo kura chai ke huncha gupti huncha right but listen tara sunnos what happens in the dark ani andhkar ma kasai le na dekhda je pani huncha always comes to the light जीवन झगड़ा Maybe I'm not getting drunk. Ani sayad mo ta mate ko suina. Maybe I'm not, you know, cheating on my wife. Ani sayad mo mero patni la chorera oru stri sanglae ko suina. But what about the part of me that nobody sees? Tara mero tyo bhag ko bare ma ke jasla kasile dekdaina. What's happening in my mind? Mero man ma ke huncha. Okay, is there an attitude of striving contention ani ke tya chai euta jhagda ko ravaiya chha is there an attitude of jealousy and envy ani ke tya euta daha ra irsha ko euta soch chha what happens in my mind is just as evil and wrong as what i could do with my life ani mero man ma je huncha galat huncha bhane tyo pani teti nai galat chha jati ko bahirik dekha parne kura haru chha to walk properly ani sahi prakar le hirna ko lagi is to not walk in those things ani tyo chai yo yesto kura haru ma hami hirnu Instead, 
We're told how to walk. How to live. Look at the next verse. Romans 13, 14. says, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust. Okay, this is proper walking. Put on Christ. Live in Him. Walk in His light. Walk in wisdom. Walk in the fear of the Lord. This is the only way you will overcome the, the desires of the flesh. Only when you put on Christ. Then you're equipped. Then you have that armor of light on. And then he strengthens you so that you can do this. Make no provision for the flesh. This verse describes clothing yourself with the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. And not even letting yourself think about ways to indulge evil desires. When you're clothed with the presence of Jesus, that is the armor of life. When you live that way, you will enjoy protection. You will be safe in this dangerous world. Amen. Amen. When darkness seems to come, walking in the light means walking in the presence of Jesus. Let him always be on your mind. Let his word always be in your heart. Let a song always be on your lips. Converse with the Lord throughout the day. The presence of light is with you then. That guarantees your protection. You know, this whole thing, it reminded me of a story in the Old Testament. When the children of Israel were coming out of Egypt, it was dangerous. They had to cross the Red Sea. And they got to this ocean which looked impossible. But then who's behind you? You got Pharaoh and the whole Egyptian army chasing you. That's dangerous. It looks like you're going to die. You're in between. We say in English, there's a rock 
and a hard place. You're right there in the middle of a rock. There's a rock here. There's a hard place here. What are you going to do? Where are you going to go? Well, let's look at it. Exodus chapter 14. Exodus, Exodus 14. Open your Bible if you have one. If you don't have one and you need one, we'll try to get you one if we've got some extras. Just wave your hand, we'll get you a Bible. Exodus chapter 14. Verse 19. It introduces the angel of God who went before the camp of Israel. He moved and went behind them and the pillar of cloud went from before them and stood behind them. When they came out of Egypt, they were following the angel of God. There was a visible manifestation of God's presence leading them out of Egypt. That was before them, guiding them. But what happens here is we see God's presence getting in between Israel and their enemy. Okay, this is God's protection. God actually surrounds us with his presence. The angel of the Lord encamps round about us. The Bible says he gives his, his angels charge over you to keep you in all of your ways. He's always right where you need him to be. In the next verse, verse 20, so it Talking about this presence of God, it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel. Thus it was a cloud and darkness to the one, and it gave light by night to the other, so that the one did not come near the other all that night. And the, the army of Egypt could not penetrate that presence. There was darkness on one side. There was light on the other side. And the two could not mix. It was because of the presence of God. And that should be a picture of your life. There's no darkness in you. There's darkness in this world. But it can't come near you. Why? 
Your Bible translation might be a little different than this one. But it says here that it's impossible to disappear from you or to ask the darkness to hide me for your presence is everywhere bringing light into my night. I want you to know that's what God is doing. That's what God has always been doing. He brought light into the night. Way at the beginning, right at the beginning. Darkness covered the face of the earth. God said, let there be light. And he separated the light from the darkness. And there's a distinction. The two don't mix. God brings light to our life. He brings light to the night. Because his presence is everywhere. Because his presence is with you. See, there's no such thing as darkness with him. If you read on, you see how it's written there. It says that the night to him is as bright as the day. In God's world, darkness doesn't exist. In God's world, there's no need for the sun. It's always light. It's always bright. It's always glorious. You, you can't even find a shadow in heaven. It's perfect light. Constantly. And God wants it to be on earth just like it is in heaven. In your life just like it is in heaven. Now we understand naturally it gets dark. Okay. So none of us are believing for the, you know, for the sun to shine 24 hours a day. Right okay, but we're talking about spiritual things. There should be no darkness in your life. There should be no night in your spiritual life. The light is always on. It's always shining. And it's constantly dispelling darkness from your life. This is how God 
wants us to live. And it's possible because of Jesus. Because we make the choice to live in Him. Amen. Amen. You've been sitting for long enough. Stand with me. Let's stand, let's thank God for His light in our lives.